I told you you could spend $5 a day advertising on Facebook and Instagram and see some actual results and growth for your business, would you believe me? I want to share my actual campaign setup with you that I would suggest for $5 a day spend that will see you grow in your visibility, your trust and build some awareness, find some new customers, get the opportunity to nurture them to really propel your business forward for such an affordable cost. I'm going to share my actual campaign structure with you like no secrets, the whole lot. So stay tuned. Are you a product based business? Maybe handmade or importing? I do both. I'm spending my own cash advertising on Facebook and Instagram to help grow my two Shopify stores from scratch that I started in 2020. So join me in this diary type podcast where I share real time challenges and wins as things happen day to day in real time because we often feel less alone in our e-commerce journey when sharing the challenges with someone else. If you're just starting out or growing your small online business, I think you'll find my experiences motivational as I share from my kitchen table in Adelaide, Australia. Brought to you by one of my e-commerce shops, theturtlejournal.com.au. Hey, welcome to Aussie e-commerce mum, a diary. My name is Rachel and this is episode 22, how I would spend $5 per day advertising on Facebook and Instagram for my small business. So this is a bit of a case study episode. I've talked about telling you or giving you a specific campaign breakdown for a little while and I've put together a campaign I want to share with you today, a really specific campaign. I hope all of this information is going to be really informative and educational for you and a bit inspirational too might really encourage you to get out there and start advertising on Facebook and Instagram if you're not already. So if you're not already, I wonder why you're not. Do you advertise anywhere? Do you spend money on advertising at all? Or do you utilize a lot of free marketing and free advertising resources? If you sell on a platform like a marketplace like Amazon or Etsy or eBay, you you quite probably don't spend money on advertising because those platforms bring the people to you. But if you have a website like a Shopify store like I do, then how do you get people to find out who you are? And do you find that you get enough people to find out who you are? In which case, this $5 per day ad strategy might just be what you need to get your feet wet with advertising on Meta and get a bit familiar with it and some data and help grow your business. So $5 per day, what's it going to get you on Facebook and Instagram? One thing I would suggest you don't do is to boost a post. I've talked before in a previous episode, I don't like boosting a post. If you get a notification pop up when you post something organically on the platforms that say, hey, you know, this is getting great engagement. Do you want to boost this post? I would say no all the time and dive into the back of Ads Manager properly and set up an ad that way with way more functionality and targeting and be able to analyze the metrics far better as well. So I'm going to go through a specific strategy with you, but I want to share a bit of context first that this strategy is going to rely on. So it really relies on you being familiar with Ads Manager already, the platform for Meta and Instagram advertising. Of course, if you're not familiar with the platform or the way the platform looks, you can learn, which is what I did. There's heaps of resources out there. There's so many YouTube videos and Meta has all its own resources. There's plenty of ways to learn how to set up advertising in Meta from resources online for free. You don't need to pay anyone for that sort of information. In addition, this strategy really works if you post organically a lot and that'll become apparent soon why that's so important. 
but it will rely on you posting a lot in the background so that this strategy kind of keeps churning over, ticking over in the background without a lot of maintenance that you need to worry about or worrying that something's going to go out of control and spend too much money and you've lost hundreds of dollars or something crazy like that. So I want you to think about this strategy as something you would do in addition to your existing marketing efforts that you could set up and leave running continually for $5 per day, which is, yep, $35 a week. The cost of this you'd need to build into your existing business expenses to make this work for your business. So like I said, this really relies on you understanding the Ads Manager platform so you can set this up for yourself in addition to some organic efforts in the background as well. So one is posting organically a lot. I would say ideally every day, of course, but I don't post every day. So I'm not going to tell anybody else to do it either. But you do need to be posting a lot organically. In addition, you need to be sending an email to your subscribers at least once a week. And it doesn't matter if you have five subscribers or 50,000, you should be emailing them once a week anyway. But if you're not, this strategy absolutely relies on that because that's where you will be nurturing your customers and people who discover you on Facebook and Instagram. You're going to want to try and get them to your website, onto your email newsletter list. So you've got more easy access to them and they'll start to know, like and trust you and purchase. That's the ultimate goal. In addition, writing a blog post once a week for a similar reason, it builds some credibility. Of course, you sell products you're familiar with in an industry you're familiar with. You should absolutely be writing blog posts once a week. They don't need to be huge blog posts either, just something on your website, some regular updated content. Google loves it when our websites are updated with current content. And Google's made changes recently with their algorithm. I hear a lot about it, but I honestly don't know a lot about it because I'm not in the SEO world. But it does seem like a lot of people talking about the content that gets pushed more by Google is starting to be more helpful content and genuine content, not just content stuffed with keywords and things like that. So if that's true, all of that is good news for us little businesses to write some articles on our website once a week that are helpful for our potential customers. So who could this strategy possibly work for, you may ask? Well, I'm going to tell you a little story about a business I've made up that this might sound a little bit like you. It's not the exact business that you sell. I'm sure it's not exactly you, but you might be able to overlay this little business framework onto your business and where you're at and think, okay, this is a little bit like me. Maybe $5 a day could totally suit my business. So you're a handmade business and you sell candles that you make at home. You currently have a website and you attend markets on the weekend to sell most of your stock. Sometimes family and friends and customers that you meet in person happen to find your website. And sometimes people see you through organic social media and then they purchase. Often it's family and friends or people you know that purchase through your website. Sometimes, which is very exciting, complete strangers find you and purchase. So let's say in this scenario, you have about 10 people per day visit you on your website. Maybe over a month, three of them purchase in a month. So maybe 10 sessions per day, maybe three to four sales per month. And you sometimes sell more on your website when you're at a market because people see you at the market, they get your business card, they go home and they buy something. You make most of your sales and your revenue through face-to-face, -face, so at a market. Somewhere between, I don't know, 12 to 20 candles every time you're at a market you would sell, which is great. You love to do it and you've got customers, you get to chat to customers and get feedback, but you're really keen to grow your online sales. You'd like to be able to work more during the week and less on the weekend. 
And you see that to be able to scale your sort of business, you have to be more online. You are only one person. You can't be at every market every day at every weekend because there's only one of you. So you do also recognize that while you love the in-person side, the way to grow your business is going to be to push more online so that anyone from the country can find and purchase from you. Does that maybe sound like you? So a little context of the story is, like I said before, is that this could work for you if that maybe sounds a little bit like where you are with your business perhaps and you want to get your feet wet with advertising online. And of course, you can totally contact me for support in this if you find this whole process doing this DIY really overwhelming absolutely reach out to me and book a call and I can help walk through this with you in more detail that's really specific obviously to your specific business but I do want to tell you that this is a total DIY setup there's nothing secret about this strategy these campaign structure I'm going to go through with you everything I know to this point about Facebook and Instagram advertising I would set up in this five dollars per day strategy there's heaps of nuances with metrics and creatives and audiences, so much stuff, which is why I love Facebook and Instagram. But you could totally take this episode, save it, go away and set this up for yourself. And I'm convinced you'll get some benefit for your business over time with it. I am sure of it. Let's consider our expectations before we dive into the setup of this. I suggest going back and listening to episode 14, which is called Why Are You Doing That? Just to make sure you've got your expectations set reasonably that this $5 a day is not going to get you a, a sale a day. It's definitely not going to get you a sale a day. It's definitely not going to get you five sales a day. And in addition to that episode is episode 16 and 17 about why Facebook and Instagram ads are so frustrating. It's definitely a love-hate relationship. I loved doing that episode or those two episodes about all the changes of the platform recently in the last couple of years. But the takeaway from that is it doesn't mean Facebook and Instagram advertising doesn't work. It's not a cash machine. It's not a get rich quick scheme at all. It's actually there to build your business and build your brand. But that's perfect news for us. Like I love that news. That is so good for us small businesses because I think it means that the platform is absolutely supporting now more wholesome marketing, less gimmicky less cutthroat tactics this makes the platform way easier to use easier to interpret the data in the sense that you're not looking for tiny granular changes to decide whether to spend a thousand dollars tomorrow and see if you get back five thousand dollars or some crazy gamble like that this is about spending money to grow your business awareness and for more people to get to see you hear about who you are and to come to your website which is what we want it's like being at a concert. If you get a general entry ticket to a concert and you go into the concert with thousands of other people, you're just there in front of the stage on the ground. There's only a few people who are very close to you that know you're there. They're probably squished up right close to you. But this $5 a day advertising strategy is like putting yourself on a bit of a chair. Suddenly, a few more people can see you. If you're standing on a chair at a concert, then maybe, maybe 20 times the people who could see you before can suddenly see you. That's absolutely what this strategy is designed to do. Because without traffic to our websites, are we even an online store? Like we're really not. It is absolutely our bread and butter. And this strategy will set you up to win and to grow your traffic and grow your brand awareness with your potential customers and turn people into customers for you. It absolutely will. So we're going to dive into this now. I want you to, I'm going to try and go through this 
as detailed as I can without getting super, super, super granular because then we'll be recording for hours and a lot of it will seem completely useless until you start to do this for yourself and interpret the results for yourself. Essentially, we are spending $5 per day and we're setting up three campaigns. Three campaigns are going to run all the time. Occasionally, we're going to throw in a fourth campaign, which I'll talk about later, but on the whole, three campaigns that run all the time. Two of these campaigns are top of funnel. The third campaign is a middle of funnel. So let's talk about the first two to begin with. Campaign one, campaign two are very similar. They're both top of funnel campaigns. One of the campaigns, the objective will be engagement. The second campaign, the objective, which is also a top of funnel campaign, will be traffic. They are our two top of funnel campaigns, engagement and traffic. The purpose of these campaigns is actually going to be to push your existing content. This is where the organic posting comes in really important. These two campaigns is like a megaphone or a speaker about your existing content, your existing products, your existing posts on social media, your existing blog post. Whatever content you are already posting on social media or your blog post is putting a microphone to that. This top two campaigns are pushing your existing content. So remember I said your organic work in the background is really important when you're posting a lot and a blog post once a week and emailing once a week at least, then you need to take one of these pieces of organic content that you're already creating, then you use the creative in it like the video, the image or the carousel and you turn it into an ad. For this first campaign we're talking about, we're turning it into an engagement ad. So you need to pull a piece of your really great organic content. It doesn't need to be current either. It could be one of your great posts from last year if the content's still relevant. You need to pull it, keep the creative, the bit that people engage with probably more so than anything, change the copy. We're gonna change the copy a bit and it becomes an engagement ad in campaign one. This will have a budget of $1.65 per day. An engagement ad, we are looking for likes and shares and comments. And that's what you're going to get. Like I said, with Facebook, you do get what you pay for. And that's actually what we want with this campaign is engagement for $1.65 per day. Your audience is going to be pretty small. When you go to select your audience and decide on your audience, you totally have the upper hand if you've been selling in person or if you're an existing store and you have customers, you will already know the type of customer to be targeting. So you can build yourself a little persona or a little profile of your customer and build that sort of audience inside of the platform. It's going to be pretty small, like I said, but it's going to be small in Facebook world. Like small in Facebook world isn't the same as small in the real world. But I don't want you to be concerned that you think the, the ad or the audience might fatigue because it's small, because we've got ways to working around that and they'll make that clearer in a minute. But basically your audience should be around about, let's say, in Australia, 500,000-ish. So then extrapolate that out. Maybe if you're in the US, maybe one and a half million. Maybe in New Zealand, I don't know, 300,000, something around that, 250, something around that. A small audience in Facebook world. Because we want this small audience to be people that are our current customers. And then we're going to be speaking to them often. They may see a couple of our ads over a few months. That would be ideal. But the audience won't fatigue. They're not going to get sick of seeing you because you've only got an audience size of 500,000 
and you're using the same, you know, engagement ad, the same traffic ad, and just hammering at them for months because we're going to change out that ad every few months or every few weeks with something fresh. So that's the key to this strategy. So campaign one and two, engagement is one campaign, traffic is the other. But the key to this is that all your great organic socials that you are doing, you're going to pick some good ones every few weeks or every few months, depending how, or I guess depending how high the frequency gets on these ads. And then you're going to change it up for new creative. So your customers will get to see new things from you. They'll get to see you often, keep you front of mind. You're going to really nurture this group of people in Facebook, remind them that you exist with a new ad every now and again, a new video, a new image, a new carousel about whatever it is you're doing in your business, your products, what you're up to behind the scenes, a lifestyle shot, a blog post, you know, all the things that you would be posting organically. Now, I did say before you're going to be pulling that ad, which I'll talk to you about in a minute. You do need to change the copy on your ad and put a button on it and that sort of stuff. But a little bit more about the audience is I don't think it's going to fatigue because frequency on Facebook really depends on a lot of things. But the budget we're spending is very tiny versus the size of the audience. So I really wouldn't worry too much that your frequency is going to get out of control or that the audience will fatigue or you're going to pester them too much. I guess I'm going to put a number on it as maybe a frequency of three. I would start to get a bit worried that your budget should be dropped or your audience should be increased in size. And because we're only spending $1.65 a day, we can't drop the budget anymore, at least at the time of me recording this, that was the smallest budget I could do. So if you find your frequency gets to three, I would then give that as a cue for you to change the creative and start again with something fresh and or increase the size of your audience so it's above whatever you'd set it. If you'd had it at 300,000, double it to 600,000, something like that. Like I said, remember, a tight audience in Facebook world or a small audience is not the same as real life. 500,000 people in real life is crazy huge. It seems ridiculous that Facebook considers that small, but they do because it just goes to show how many people are on the platform. The other thing too I want to quickly address is the learning phase. And I get, you know, lots of people who advertise on the platform or who are inexperienced with advertising get really worried about, you know, when the little... Um, exclamation mark and a triangle pops up to say you know learning limited or learning phase or that sort of stuff and think it's a problem to fix and like I've talked about in a previous episode you don't need to do anything about it unless you find that your results are tanking or that they're dropping in performance and you know that because you've been keeping an eye on your metrics so don't worry about the learning phase with this strategy when I'm telling you to change the creative because your little alarm bells may be going off in your head don't worry about that. We're only spending $1.65 per day. It really doesn't matter if the ads stay in learning phase forever because we're changing them up deliberately. This, this is a strategy for a specific purpose. It doesn't matter that it's in learning all the time. It really doesn't. If your frequency is good, your reach is good, your CPMs are good, your click-through rates are good, everything that you should care about is good. Don't worry about the learning phase because you're changing the creative and resetting that for the algorithm. It's really no big deal. It's not like you're spending hundreds of dollars a day and that's an issue and you're looking to suddenly scale this ad to thousands of dollars and then that becomes a problem if it's still in learning. This is this is not that sort of a strategy. So that's why I'd say just don't worry about that sort of thing. 
Now let's get to the creative or the actual ad itself. We talked about the campaign, we've talked about the audience. Now let's talk about the ad. You've pulled something really cool that is done really well for you organically. You need to add a button. That's why I need you to make this into an ad. I don't want you to worry about every time you post organically that make sure that the copy is perfect and it's got a perfect headline and everything like that. And on the off chance, you'll turn it into an ad. It's honestly not worth that sort of time or effort or stress. Just post organically like you normally do and maybe more than you normally do if you're like me, you don't do it a lot. And then you pull some really cool content that's done really well and you're gonna turn it into an ad. You need to add a button to it, and a button that makes sense, like learn more, read here, subscribe now, shop now, all the different buttons you can choose. Pick something that makes sense for that creative, that video, that image, that carousel. But in addition, I want you to add a link into the copy. This is critical. I want you to go, if you have to go to Bitly or something and shorten the link so that it, it sits up top in the copy nicely without looking mucky and taking up all the space, then do that. You need to have your button on the post and you need to have a link directly in the copy. On Facebook that will appear at the top of the ad and on Instagram it will appear in the caption. And this is important for a couple of reasons. It's important because we want to give people the opportunity to click if they want. This ad is looking for engagement. That's what we want. Likes, shares, comments. That's great. That's what we're going for. But if somebody wants to click on this ad to our website, you need to give them every opportunity to do so because we can't afford to reach them again 5, 10 or 20 times by paying for more advertising. This is not that sort of strategy. That's why the call to action on this ad is so key in this strategy because we need to give them every opportunity to get to our website if they want to to read our blog post or to shop or to browse or to join our newsletter list. So you need to have every opportunity possible for them to click if they want. They don't need to and they don't have to. That's not what we're paying for with engagement. But that option should be there for them because we can't afford to reach out to them again and again and again through advertising. And then we leave it to run. That's actually how you set this ad up and it's left. Like leave it for months or for weeks. You may only leave it for a few days. You might get a really cool organic social post next week that you love, that you want to run instead. Then swap it out. Take this one out and put the new one in. The idea of or the gauge for you of when you need to change up the creative in this and change the ad for something brand new will be the frequency. That's probably all I really need you to be concerned with is the frequency is the main thing. But also we're going to go through some other metrics in a bit that you want to keep an eye on too. And then you'll know to change it up for some new creative, which you're going to have lots of because you've been posting a lot organically or writing blog posts or meeting people in person. You've got selfies with them. Like there's so much cool stuff you could do with this. Campaign number two, we touched on this before. This is a traffic campaign. And this campaign is identical to the one we just set up. Same audience. I really think you're worth using the same audience for this campaign. Of course, you could do something different if you want. If you'd rather put this audience budget together with the other and just, you know, instead of sending $1.65 per day on each, you combine the two for what's that, three seventy dollars or something, I don't know, and then just run one traffic campaign or one engagement campaign instead of a traffic and engagement campaign. Of course, you could do that. That's totally up to you. But I want you to try this to begin with having an engagement and traffic because engagement speaks to a different group of people. You're asking something different of them. It's probably a smaller ask because you're not asking them to leave the platform. This campaign, campaign two, which is still top of funnel, 
is a traffic campaign, we're now asking them to leave the Facebook platform or the Instagram platform and come to your website. So you're asking something different. That's why I think it's important to have both running. But still the same audience, I think, that we did before. This is a very tiny budget. So I don't think, like I said, you're going to pester people too much. Not the same people are going to see these ads over and over again before you've had a chance to change them up. But if they do, just increase the size of the audience or change up the creative. Here we go, campaign three. So the first two were pretty self-explanatory. Now campaign three is a middle of funnel campaign. This campaign is gonna have the objective of viewed content or landing page views. This is gonna to be to get people on your email list and you'll do that because when they come to your website with a viewed content objective, they're likely to hang about longer. That's what we want. We want them to hang about longer, long enough to see your pop-up, long enough to join your email list because you've asked them to or because they see it on your page. This is getting them to just click around a bit more, have a bit more of a look. So they need to land here for a bit longer. That's why this campaign is viewed content and it's a middle of funnel campaign. I wouldn't be surprised if you get some add to carts from this campaign over time. You, you might find that you do, which would be pretty cool. That'd be a great indication that this is probably doing well. And this is where I'm going to spruik Clavio. Is episode 13, I talked about Clavio in my email marketing and the thousands of dollars it's made me in the last few months. And I'll be leaning into Clavio a whole lot more in 2023. It is absolutely hands down the industry leader when it comes to e-commerce and metrics for email marketing. It just gives you way more data and segmenting than any other platform does. But if you don't have Clavio, that's fine. Whatever you do in your email marketing, or your email platform, this is where this becomes important. The viewed content landing page views objective for $1.65 a day, same as before, will be to get people to come to your website either for the first time because they're just seeing it or more likely they've seen you before and now they're coming back and that's what we want. We're trying to get them back to our website or they engaged with our post before and loved it and liked it or shared it and now we want them to come to our website. So we're asking him to leave the platform. This is going to take time to populate this sort of campaign. If you start this running at the same time as your other two campaigns, it may just sit there in Ads Manager and not spend much for a while, probably because your audiences haven't been populated yet, which we're going to set up in a second. If that happens, don't worry about it. Just leave it there. If it looks like it spends no money, it's probably not anything actually wrong that you need to worry about fixing. It's just going to take some time. You just need to let it sit there for a few weeks and the audiences build up in the background and then you'll see this campaign start to spend money. So the audiences for this are different because this is a middle of funnel campaign, not top of funnel. You're going to need to go into your Facebook audiences and you need to set up a Facebook engaged audience, an Instagram engaged audience and a website visitors audience. I want you to set the date range for these as big as Facebook lets you. If it lets you set 365 days for one of these audiences, do it. The point is we're starting this out. You need the biggest audience possible and the biggest group of people. So just make the audiences as big as Facebook lets you make them. And then we're going to set this campaign up as viewed content. Now the ad in this campaign is different to the other two. You could use some existing content. I would actually suggest that you deliberately create content for this ad that needs to be more salesy. Sometimes we don't like that. It needs to be direct. What I'm saying is it has to be a direct ad. You need to tell people what you sell, where they can get it, where to click and why they should buy it with a picture. 
It needs to be very obvious that you sell things and this is how you buy it because that's what we want our customers to do. It's a good thing. So I would suggest you create the ad for this from scratch, not necessarily use an existing social media post, but take some photos or some images, get some from your website, create some copy very specific to your customer. Maybe it was a couple of emojis in there, definitely a link to the specific product, not to your homepage in the copy. Maybe it's a bitly link if it's too long and in the button as well that says shop now. That's what this ad is for. It really is a direct call to action to shop because people here who see this have already engaged with your brand before. It becomes this beautiful feedback loop of people who've seen you before interact and now they'll see this one. How cool if then you're at a market next weekend and someone says to you, oh, I think I saw a Facebook ad from you and you'd be like, oh really, that's really cool. Or someone at the market suddenly puts a comment on one of your posts and says, hey, it was great to see you at the Brossa Valley last weekend. Thank you so much for my free sample. Like how beautiful is that? That is the point of this strategy. You're getting more eyes on your brand and your business and your website and encouraging more people to know, like, and trust you to build that social proof online so that people shop because people shop and buy from people, not businesses. So you're building that awareness and that trustability with them so that they want to shop. I really love this strategy. It gets me very excited at how this works together for your online world that then also translate to the offline when you may see them on the weekend at a market. That's actually the nitty gritty of it. That is my three campaigns, $1.65 for each of them. Now this campaign three, the middle of funnel viewed content campaign, you could change this up as well if you find the frequency getting high, which it may do, but you could change this up every time you've got a new product launch, you've got a sale coming up, that sort of thing. Uh, a different image of the same product with some different copy, but you don't probably have to worry about changing up so often because this is going to be running for a long time and it's a very direct call to action, come shop, buy from me type ad. And even if people don't buy from you on this ad, which they probably won't, remember, it's not a purchase ad. They're probably not. We're getting what we pay for. We're paid for engagement in campaign one. That's what we'll get from Facebook. We paid for traffic in campaign two. That's what we'll get. We're paying for viewed content in this. So that's what we'll get. So they might come to your website, but they may then join your pop up and join your newsletter list, which would be amazing. That's actually the nitty gritty campaign four I talked about before is like a turn on and off campaign. You're going to run this. I don't know anytime you really want to, which is a giveaway campaign. I've had a bit of success with giveaways. I've done them a few times the last couple of years. I ran one recently and it went really well. So campaign four would be when you spend money, $1.65 again, to push out a giveaway to people, specifically getting them to sign up to your email list so that then, like I said, you can email them after and nurture them towards a purchase. There's probably a whole other episode on that sort of campaign, but we're not sort of setting that up now, so I'm not going to worry so much about campaign four. This strategy is really the three campaigns together. Okay, I'm going to go through a few metrics now. I really want you to measure and check in your campaign as you've left it running. These are the things that are important. There are so many metrics you can look in Ads Manager, like hundreds and hundreds of them. I'm sure you're aware. It can be very difficult to know what's worth looking at and what's actually just rubbish. These are the ones I believe are the most important in my experience. Frequency, which we've talked about heaps already. The next one is click-through rate, but I would always look at the unique link click-through rate. 
the unique number of users that have clicked through to your website. That for me is by far the most important click-through rate metric because there are a few of them. I would always go to that one to check the metrics on that. But remember, don't get discouraged with campaign one, which is engagement, if that rate is low because that's not what we're paying for. We're paying for engagement. But with your traffic ad, you need that to be pretty high because that is what we're pushing Facebook to get us. I really want to share a specific metric with you, but I'm so reluctant because I'm really aware that all of these metrics change on so many different factors. But it obviously needs to just make sense for your business. If you're spending $1.65 per day to get a link click-through rate, you don't want to spend $1.65 and get one click-through every day, I don't think. That would be pretty demoralizing. So obviously that would probably think, you might think to yourself, that seems terribly expensive for one person, which it would be. But I will share with you just as a point of reference that I have a traffic ad running at the moment that I've left running now for about three months. And the unique link click-through rate on it, I think last time I checked in a seven-day window, I always like to look at the last seven days as a window because that's what Facebook attributes to, is seven-day window, is um, I, I, I think, oh, I'm going to say it's about 5%. It's really good. I'm pretty happy with that. But it has been as high as 11%, so it does fluctuate. And um, I think at the moment it's about 5 so there's no reason for me to turn that off. That's fine. The next metric is CPM. CPM means cost per thousand impression because M is that, and I think annoying Roman numeral that doesn't make sense. It's M for a thousand, but anyway. CPM is how much Facebook charges you. That's actually the metric that forms the basis of all of your billing through Meta and how much they're going to charge you. CPM is how much it costs to get your content and your ad in front of a thousand people. So this is really cool, this metric. It's worth keeping an eye on, particularly because you'll see if it gets out of control. You'll know it's out of control because it will probably seem out of control. I had an, a campaign running a few weeks ago that I left for probably two weeks and I didn't do a lot with it and didn't check it. It was a very tiny audience, a very targeted audience, and I didn't, I wasn't watching it. And when I opened to check the metrics, the CPM was $85, <laughs> which is stupidly high. $85. I turned it off really fast. That was nuts. But as a gauge, again, I'm, uh, this is obviously specific to my businesses. So yours will be different, which you'll learn. Once you start running this, your data will make sense for you as you learn it. Um, then an image ad, anywhere, I'm really happy with an image ad with CPMs between 4 to $12 and a video ad, maybe similar video ad maybe what am I happy with the CPM for a video ad 9 to 15 or 16 for cold traffic with campaign 3 which was our middle of funnel so that's our warm traffic a CPM for that sort of campaign is always going to be higher than cold traffic so I would be happy with the CPM for a warm traffic or our viewed content campaign anywhere between I don't know let's say 21 to 35 yeah, that, I, I wouldn't lose sleep over that, I don't think. Lastly, cost per result. Actually, no, before I go, lastly, cost per result. CPM. Again, I want to give you another bit of a context about CPM, which is there's stories about all of these metrics. Each of them has their own nuances that you, you will learn over time. As you do this more and more, you'll get better at understanding how they work and the ins and outs of them. But with CPM, 
it depends on the size of the audience, the type of audience and its competitiveness. Um, in other words, how many people are trying to already target that audience? And for instance, just Black Friday, Black Friday week, weekend, CPMs are obviously way higher because there are more advertisers on the platform. So you had to pay more to compete with them to get your content in front of more eyes. So that's why CPMs go up. With CPMs though, I started a website in early 2020, which I shut down after a few months because it didn't really go anywhere. And I was far too inexperienced probably to make it work. My CPMs were very high and I believe that was because of the type of audience I was targeting. If you target a type of audience that's very competitive and this audience was eco-friendly, um, that sort of audience, reusable, recyclable, it's a very competitive audience. There's a lot of people advertising to that type of audience. It costs a lot of money. So there's different nuances to each of these metrics. So that audience, the CPMs were very high and I couldn't make it work cost-wise. Like I said, I was too inexperienced. I had just started advertising on the platform. So I shut that website down and started something else. But that's also affects CPM. So it's it's got a few different factors to it. But anyway, like I said, next one, cost per result. This is my favorite metric, cost per result. What did it cost you to get what you wanted from Meta? At the end of the day, that's what you need to know. How much did it cost you to get an impression, which is a CPM. How much did it cost you to get an engagement? How much did it cost you to get someone to land on your website with traffic? How much did it cost you to get a viewed content result? How much did it cost you for an add to cart or initiate checkout or a purchase or, you know, reach, brand awareness, lead, all the other things that Facebook does? That's what we want to know. What did it cost you to get what you needed? Because that is key to understanding your metrics, your data, and whether you can continue to afford to advertise in this way or need to change something up. So just to reiterate, the metrics I would check for this $5 per day ad strategy, I think these are the key metrics. Frequency, unique click-through rate, CPM, and cost per result. So that's it. That's sort of it. I've sort of, I think I've got through pretty much everything. <laughs> So like I said, this strategy is to be introducing your brand to know to people who don't know you yet and then consider shopping with you, like putting yourself on a chair at a concert. And I don't want to misrepresent it. I don't reckon you're going to get sales directly from this campaign. Probably not that you can attribute through Facebook, but maybe you can see them in other ways like email marketing or in person. And without traffic, you know, how do those stores even survive? If we're an online store, traffic is it. It is our like oxygen we need this to win this strategy will absolutely give you business growth i am convinced you will see results from this and if you can afford to set this up and leave these three campaigns running long term your business will 100 percent. it will grow absolutely and i'm planning on doing this like i said to scale down maybe over time off in january when i have a bit of a break this sort of strategy keeps the audiences warm keeps building those audiences that we set up for very little cost and I wouldn't be posting organically obviously if I'm having a break but they just sit there in the background and people keep seeing my content the data keeps being refreshed often just by leaving them running so I hope that was helpful for you I really have enjoyed putting this episode together and this strategy I've recorded this podcast so many times because I keep thinking of more things I want to tell you about it I really want to make sure I tell you everything I can possibly tell you in a podcast this 
some stuff you can only go through sitting down face to face with an actual spreadsheet in front of you and an actual website with data but this gives you everything you need from my experience and my expertise in going ahead setting this up for yourself and seeing how this could support you in your business growth so i hope my diary style podcast has been an encouragement for you if we spent this time together in sharing some real-time challenges and wins of growing a product business head to my website you can join my newsletter there send me an email or you could reach out for some support through a strategy call if you'd like me to help you with some more specifics all around this five dollars per day ad strategy i'm totally affordable i promise you i'm not an agency i've spent my own money on this platform advertising with facebook on Meta and Instagram, I understand feel to spending your own money on advertising, feeling like it's going nowhere, but it really doesn't, I promise you. It's just something to get used to. You're actually paying for data at the end of the day. And data is something you can collect and interpret and learn from and grow. I do love that about the platform. You absolutely experiment and you keep learning. It's so great. So I'll see you next time. Keep learning.